This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello, everyone. Back here with the Go 24-7 podcast. My name's Bryce Kuhn. I've got Dylan Sanders and Glenn West with me here. As it's almost that time, the weather at least is starting to warm up, and that means spring football is right around the corner, and we couldn't be more excited uh, to get back into the swing of things with media availability, getting to see some things. And look, as much as we love talking about hypotheticals, guys, we're going to have some real things to talk about as we get closer to spring ball, during spring ball, and then as the uh, the race to the start of the season down in Orlando against Florida State begins, a lot of contact coming. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking about two to three positions every single podcast and kind of doing a little bit of a breakdown. What do we see? What comes back? And what could improve and who could step up in a role? And so today we started off with the tight ends, and the offensive linemen, the big guys. And so as we get started today, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, set up notifications as well. Uh, And if you're listening, which a lot of you do, the listening numbers have gone up. I guess people on their drive home, uh, they love to hear Glenn's um, voice just serenade them about LSU sports on the way home. Glenn, has anyone ever told you that? Like you got a really, like, were you a baritone by any chance? I wasn't much of a singer growing up. No, um, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Is it? A, okay. It's a good. It's a good voice, I guess. It's, it's a, a good, good voice. voice. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. I, I would. I would have you narrate an audiobook for me. I don't know if Dylan's on the same page. I think I would give him a. Uh, I, I, I'd do that. Mighty praise, mighty praise. That's pretty big. <laughs> pretty big. Pretty big. All right, let's get this started. We're going to start off with the tight end position, and obviously, guys, the name that comes to mind is Mason Taylor. Uh, the the jump then the the he made just from I would say fall camp to later in the season being a more featured member of the offense. Uh, look, this is something where I think that you'd love to see it. Um, and as you look across the better teams in college football, it's not just one; it's not just two. Sometimes three weapons they have. So, Glenn, let's start with you. I mean, there's Mason Taylor. We all know about him. A lot of LSU fans love him. But what does this tight end position look like coming into spring practice? Yeah, I mean, it's Mason Taylor and then a bunch of freshmen. And so I think, you know, the the big thing here is just getting those freshmen up to speed as quickly as possible. I mean, they only have two of them on campus right now in Mac Markway and Jackson McGohan. Um, those are the two that have enrolled for this spring. Um, so they're they're figured to get a lot of looks. And so um, and, and I think Mason Taylor is going to be obviously the, the go-to guy in this room. Uh, I think he established a really great rapport with um, – with Jaden Daniels last year and in a very short order. So, 
I would imagine he's a, a, a go-to guy in this offense uh, next season, and I, I expect them to continue building up that chemistry and rapport uh, this spring. But um, I'm interested to see what the freshman can do. Um, you know, Mac Markway came in as a guy that I think, you know, physically is ready to start playing and, and competing with uh, with this team, um, and it, it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to be a guy that he's been. He was one of the early early commits in this last class, so he's been with the the group for a while. Uh, he played under Robert Steeples um, in, in Missouri high school football um, several years ago when Steeples was the head coach at DeCement. Um, so you know, it, it's an interesting kind of connection there. Uh, I think he's a guy that. Um, you know, has a chance to play some in his freshman year. Uh, I, I'm excited about Camorian Pimpton when he gets here during the mm-hmm. summer. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to really work up and, and kind of build out a role uh, in short order once he gets here. So uh, definitely like the depth uh, in terms of getting younger at the position. I think that was obviously a focus at a number of groups, you know, when, whether it's O-line and the depth behind those guys, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, I, I think getting younger at, at tight end and seeing what you can do with some of these young abled bodies in terms of throwing them out in two tight end sets, you know, that's something that this offense is going to be uh, built around in some ways. And so uh, really interested to see how those guys are able to progress come spring. I wanted to ask this question before we go down to Dylan, because I, I read this, I can't remember if it was on a message board or social media, do you think Brian Kelly and this staff would entertain the idea of bringing on a veteran tight end through the portal? You obviously have Mason Taylor. You've got a bunch of young guys. And then you look future recruiting classes. So, Glenn, I'll throw it back to you real quick. Would they look at this? If there's a name that pops up during that May, you know, time's going to say, hey, this guy's played a lot of games. He could really give us a little more veteran depth. Would they look there? Yeah, maybe. I mean, they got Tavion Galloway coming in 2024. Um, he's another really highly uh, touted recruit. Um, you know, they're in on a couple other guys, but, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you assess it after the spring, you know, are these freshmen ready, ready to start producing, uh, for you come fall training camp. And if the answer is no, and there's somebody in the portal that you like, then absolutely go grab them. I mean, there's, uh, still a couple spots left in terms of, uh, how many they can add via scholarship. So, uh, I think that was intentional. They left that open to fill a couple holes that you find post spring practice and, um, you know, you, you saw that last year with a number of guys coming in late, but uh, certainly I think that's that could be a position that you look at after Mason Taylor, and if those freshmen aren't ready, then you certainly take a chance on somebody. Yeah, and to conserve roster, talking about you know construction of the future, to me it would make most sense if they do add – it's a one-year guy, a grad transfer that has one more year, wants to come, maybe it's back home, I don't know. But that would make most sense to keep guys like Mark Wayma going in there, obviously Galloway in the next class and Pimpton as well. Uh, Dylan, let's go down to you here because I want to touch more on Mason Taylor. His freshman year, uh, it, it was a solid one. And look, there's a lot of good tight ends at the SEC, so it might have gone uh, overshadowed with his ability what are things that you think that he needs to improve on and how can he get better to become more of a focal point in this offense? Well, Brian Kelly didn't help him out with expectations by drawing comparisons to uh, Brock Bowers during his first mm. uh, uh, time talking about him. But uh, Mason Taylor kind of—I'm not going to say he lived up to that, but definitely delivered. Um, given there was a really rough beginning to his time uh, trying to get him into the offense, it kind of felt like they were force feeding him a little bit, and he wasn't ready for that. And then as the season progressed, he. Uh, shocking that a freshman looked more comfortable by the end of the season than the start of the season. 
yeah. but he looked really comfortable being that tight end. Uh, and obviously they trusted him enough to give him the keys to the game winning play against Alabama. So like they twice, two, yeah. two times at the end of the game. Um, so it's clear that the coaching coaching staff trusts Mason Taylor and he passes the eye test in my opinion, in terms of where he's at right now, in terms of getting better, um, he has shown effort blocking, but maybe adding a little bit of strength. Uh, we all we all know he's an athletic freak. He he's fast mm-hmm. for tight end. He can run routes, uh, but maybe a little bit uh, putting on a little bit more muscle will help him in like the run game. Yeah, uh, I think no. that's where I think that's where his next step is as a collegiate tight end. Yeah, and we're going to get to it in a second. But Glenn, I mean, we've talked about in the mailbag podcast uh, last week about how. Uh, you know, the run game this year is going to be dependent a lot on the offensive line. But, you know, Mason Taylor being able to block better. These young freshmen, if one of them emerges as a blocking first tight end, maybe right off the bat, you got to think Brian Kelly's going to say, hey, let's run some 12 personnel. We'll put Taylor on one side and whichever young guy is the best blocker. Let, let's get them on the field. That, that's To me, if you're a tight end, that's the best way to get on the field first off. If you can block first and then let the rest of the game come to you. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think – um, you know, ideally, you'd like to have Mason Taylor running out in coverage on pass plays as much as possible. Um, I think he's um, going to be a, a pretty dynamic player for you next year in that respect. So um, certainly getting him out and running routes um, is going to be the, 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 the main focus for him. Um, and I think he still probably wants to you know put on some weight and, and get a little faster and um, in, in that respect. But I think, you know, look, he's going to be important in terms of the blocking, I think. Uh, you, you, I think you've also still got Jack Mashburn too, who is a, mm-hmm. a capable blocker, uh, coming back for another year. And so, um, you know, they're they're going to run a couple two tight end sets. I think several, you know, throughout the entirety of the season. And so, um, if one of those freshmen, I, I would probably venture to say Markway, just physically looking like the guy that could be, you know, somebody you could throw around a little bit there in the trenches. I think would be a good uh, uh, a, a little bit of on the ground reporting. Uh, seeing him around campus, Mac Markaway is a big dude for a freshman. Yeah, right. yeah, and I yeah I saw him at um, one of the basketball games a couple weeks ago. A bunch of the newcomers were introduced there, and he definitely is one of the bigger guys. I think you could notice out on the court when he when they were introducing him. So, yeah, I mean, I think you know it's it's you know you never really know until you get out there and see some of these spring practices, see some of the scrimmages, and just how quickly those guys are adapting to the game, but. I, th- I think the fact that these guys are already on campus and um, that th- they feel like they can really complement this this offense in a, in a really positive way. Yeah, I mean, look, those both those young guys being on campus now, by the time you get to week one of the season, uh, you're not really a true freshman anymore. You had not played a game yet, but you have been in a you know college environment for nearly seven, eight months now, so that definitely helps. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, 
every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, guys, let's turn the page here to the offensive line. We talked about the run game uh, in the mailbag last week. We mentioned it. Uh, needing a guy that can really go out and block as a tight end and allowing Mason Taylor to go out on some of those routes. But when you look at this offensive line, I mean, I think there – I'll say this, and, and Glenn, I'll let you take it here. There's a lot to like, and then I think there are some question marks of, look, you never want to be doomsday. You don't want to put on your uh, you know, your tinfoil hat by any means. But I think that you do have to say, look, if worse comes to worse here, there's injuries. There's going to be some you know nicks and cuts. But if there's a bad injury, where does LSU look for some depth? A lot of young guys. But where do you kind of see this offensive line going into spring practice? Yeah, I mean, look, I think the uh, you, you hope, knock on wood, that the starters can stay healthy. I think part of the reason this offense has been so hyped up in the offseason so far has been because of that continuity you were turning up front with uh, Will Campbell and Emory Jones and um, yeah, Garrett Dellinger, Charles Turner, um, and then Miles Frazier, too, on the left-hand side. So, like, there's, there's a core five there that started and played a lot of snaps last year for LSU that yeah, you would hope would, would get into the offseason and really – continue to build that chemistry and that continuity together. I think it's going to be really important for those guys to, to, to build that out this, this spring and certainly this off season. Um, but look, I mean, you're, you're banking on a lot of freshmen being able to be ready early in their careers. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that you saw um, this off season was that they didn't really attack the portal for the offensive line. They attacked the freshman class. And so mm-hmm. we got Zalance Hurd who's going to be here in the summer uh, DJ Chester is going to be here in the summer. Tyree Adams is going to be here in the summer. So those are those are guys you're not going to have this spring to kind of really get adapted into this offense. And so it's going to be really important that maybe one or two of those guys pops and uh, really plays well. Um, you know, once they get to campus. Um, but you know, there, there's certainly some some question marks in terms of depth of what this offensive line is going to look like behind the starters. And so uh, you really, I mean. You're banking on some of that 2019 success in terms of injury when they had pretty much the same five guys, six guys uh, rolling out there for every game during that season um, and and staying very, very healthy. Um, Since then, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of health. So uh, but if you can if you can get those starters through an entire season, I think one of the reasons this offense is going to be so prolific next year is because of the expected uptick in, in production from the offensive line. Dylan, I was uh, watching uh, Josh Pate talked about LSU over the past couple shows on his show. And, and one thing he mentioned, and several fans mentioned in the comments uh, over on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel, was one of the biggest things helping this offensive line is you're not going to have two true freshman tackles getting day one experience. They come back. They, they, they went through the ringer against some really good competition. And look, they got beat bad sometimes. And then other times it looked like all SEC type of guys – you know, later on in their careers. So how big is that, that you've got two guys in, in the fact on your corners there, on your edges, that, you know, they, they went through the ringer year one. They saw a lot. 
and now they get to come into year two with uh, quite the experience. I mean, it's hard to expect uh, or even understand a future where this offensive line is at all worse than it was last season. Uh, mm. And there were some rough spots, but there was a lot of there were a lot of solid stretches in there. And then now you're adding a year to everybody. And then also, I feel like we need to talk about how there might be a, a, a true freshman vying for playing time in Lance Hurd. Doesn't sound like he wants to be on the sidelines for very long. Um, and I feel like Brian Kelly rewards that type of mentality. Lance Hurd is is vying for playing time. I feel like he will see the field at some point this year, and all reports are that he is very, very far ahead in his development. So we could see a freshman fighting for playing time. You know, maybe there's a little bit of controversy at right tackle if, you know, something happens. I feel like we'll see him a lot, but uh, also the returning guys, uh, it's invaluable to have as much experience as they already do with still being a young offensive line. Just to, I mean, just to kind of piggyback off that a little bit, I think probably the best scenario that you're hoping for is that for her to be ready uh, when he gets in during the summer and during fall camp. Um, and that allows them to slide Emory Jones into guard, which I think mm -hmm. is probably his most um, – natural position i thought he played well at tackle and, and exceeded a lot of expectations in his first year but um definitely feel like he's a guy that could play interior on the interior and be an all-american kind of candidate in the next couple of years he's got he's really strong he's really athletic um and i think would be a really good piece on the interior for lsu so that i think that would probably be your ultimate ideal starting five with those two mixed up yeah, I was looking at some early, uh, you know, kind of scouting reports. Where would these guys play uh, in the NFL? And they've got Emory Jones slotted as, as an interior guy. I mean, that's where his his pro projection would most likely be. I'll ask you this, uh, Glenn. If you do that, and let's say it takes a Miles Frazier kind of in a swing position where, look, he, he can come in in certain situations. Uh, he's a veteran guy. I mean, that talks – what we were talking about earlier, that, that strengthens the depth. I mean, if Hurd is ready – uh, whether he starts or not, that helps the depth. But if you have a guy like Miles Frazier that could say, hey, he needs to go play, you know, Dellinger needs to move into center for some reason, and now Frazier can go to the other side and play guard, uh, man, that's, that's you know, five, six guys you're talking about that, that are really interchangeable. And, hey, yeah. we, I mean, we can't act like the world's never seen a Will Campbell, uh, a Will Campbell and Lance Hurd uh, offensive tackle duo before because they have. Shout out to Neville. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think, you know, you bring up a good point there. And, like, I think if you're picking between one of the two, um, and, and Dellinger and Frazier, guys that could be swing players, I would probably lean more towards Dellinger. He was a guy that mm -hmm. got a lot of snaps at center last year. He got some um, you know, early work in the spring at tackle last year, and, and I think he was recruited initially as a tackle to LSU until they slid him inside. Um, so I think he's a guy that absolutely could – be that swing guy for you if, if you feel like the, one of the freshmen are ready to come in and compete and play right away. Um, I, I I think Miles Frazier had a, a decent season last year. I don't think mm -hmm. that he's going to get bumped from that, that guard spot. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that um, is really uh, just comes back and is ready to, ready to go. And so I think uh, you look at him and Charles Turner, who, who really played well towards the end of the season. And, you know, you could see some uh, areas there where – they slide and they mix and match guys uh, based on matchups or just based on how the game's going kind of deal. So 
I think it's a good problem to have, but it's also banking on the fact that you have one of these or two of these freshmen ready to go uh, right off the bat. And look, that would be best case scenario. I mean, if you could have a couple of these young guys ready to go uh, by the time they get to fall camp, um, and look, we talked about it. You know, Emory Jones and Will Campbell had to go through it last year, playing as true freshmen against some of the best uh, against NFL talent. I mean, playing against guys that are going to be going first, second round here in the month of April uh, in the twenty twenty three NFL draft. So it's going to be a really interesting to see. Uh, it's still, the last, go ahead. They uh, they still have Marlon Martinez too. I, don't, I feel like we yeah. should bring in bring uh, bring him up as a guy who, you know, he had some he had a couple starts towards the end of the season with some guys banged up, and I think he's a guy that. Um, certainly provides you good quality depth in terms of the returning players uh, that, that that can that can fill that role as well. Yeah. Uh, I would also, I mean, yeah, we have we have him already, and then Paul Mubanga is a is a name that I like a lot. I mean, though, you know, three star, but in terms of offensive lineman with versatility, I feel like he could go anywhere, and so that's another guy who I think for a three-star is going to contribute a little earlier or at least have the chance to be in the conversation because of how many roles he can fill. Fitzgerald yeah. West is another center that I think you could work in some reps behind Turner in this spring as well. I think they're very high on him in terms of his long-term future as a potential center for this group. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, Charles Turner is only going to be around another year or two at most, and so you want to start building up that, that next guy. And I think that certainly – fits into the the way that Fitzgerald West could, could be a guy like that. If he's playing on the O-line. Yeah, don't I know really like where this group would go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is definitely true. And just kind of to cap it off with the offensive line, um, I personally, going back and watching some of the games last year, I mean, I think having Charles Turner in the middle uh, at center position as a veteran, I mean, that's going to help this group. Uh, a guy who's, you know, uh, been around the college game for a long time, uh, has the ability to kind of uh, – knows what his first off like is to, to work hard. I mean, he wasn't gifted a position when he got to campus. This is a guy that had to kind of work for that. So, you know, really interesting to see where this group goes. And I think we could all agree as we kind of wrap up here – where LSU's offense wants to go, all the uh, you know the, the pretty toys that this offensive staff is going to have to work with, it's going to amount to the you know like I call them the big uglies up front. Can they pave the way for this offense to have a really really great season? And I think we're kind of all in agreement of that. Definitely, nothing nothing really more to add there. I think that's uh, very true. I think the offensive line is going to be where you start with every offense in terms of protection and, and and making sure that they're running lanes open I think that's going to be huge uh, that if there was one area that this group I think kind of struggled with last year as a whole it was uh, consistently getting the run game going and that's that's not just on running backs that's on the offensive mm-hmm. line too to open up those holes so um, definitely want to see some uh, improvements there as well. We're talking tight ends and offensive line as we continue our spring practice position previews. That's a tongue twister if you say that uh, 15 times fast. That's that could get that could get ugly. Well, most things. Let's be clear. Most things are tongue twister if you say it 15 times fast. All right. That's, that's not true. special. That's not that's special. true. Just say that's tongue. True. Just say tongue twister 15 times fast and see if I don't. That that would not bode well. That would not be uh, appropriate for all ages. I would have to hit. Not family safe if we did that. Uh, hey, this is the Go 24-7 podcast where you learn new things every single day, uh, including Glenn West's love for ranch dressing that could go on anything possible. So uh, if you have any questions about the offensive line, 
the tight end group or ranch dressing, throw them down in the comments below. Hit Glenn on social media, at Glenn West. He would love to answer those questions uh, as well. Dylan Sanders and I uh, were having a field day, and the group text with it about it. We're like, really? Are we serious here? And then Sonny Ship, I think, he just ignored it because he was like, I don't even want to talk to these guys. But uh, he's going to be on the podcast later in the week as we continue traversing. That's a big word for you folks, traversing through the spring practice previews. My name is Bryce Kuhn, Dylan Sanders, and Glenn West. This has been the Go 24-7 Podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends. Share with your non-LSU friends because maybe they want to know what the Tigers are going to look like in 2023. We'll talk to you next time, and we'll see you on the boards as well. Make sure to become a VIP member. Never a better time to sign up. To Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.